Well, Pinkies, here we go. We're driving the electric car today. Um, and I'm off on my adventure of driving or, or, or taking three hours to drive an hour's distance because that is the way things work when you have an electric car <laughs> with a small battery that won't go the distance, so to speak. So I'm off. I'm off to take my electric car in for service. Now, I did talk in the last episode about this a little bit. i got to wait for my garage door to close because Mr. Anderson gets mad at me when I drive away and it doesn't close properly. And then you come back and the garage door is open because it has done its little air checking. Oops, I ran over a pebble. i got to open up the garage, you know, that kind of thing. It thinks it sees something. Um, so we're off now I don't have air conditioning in this car so I gotta have a little bit of windows open uh, so that I get some airflow through here because that's why the car is going in for service to fix the air conditioning um, and the GPS is gonna tell me you don't have enough energy to make it your entire distance so We'll have that issue to deal with as well. Which is why I'm stopping along the way uh, on my 120 kilometer um, trip to uh, re-energize, load up, charge up this car. So is it going to make me wait? It's going to let me go. bunch of traffic controllers here stopping traffic there's a lot of paving going on it's the summer being that I live on a highway or have to take a highway I got to do a lot of there's a lot of construction there's a lot of okay put the windows up I hope you you're happy that I'm going to sweat and die um, bringing you this episode <laughs> now it's super smoky here too um, I'm going to talk about the forest fires a little bit. So we're, the, the British Columbia is in a heat wave, like much of the Western North America is under a heat wave. It's quite bad. I mean, it's not quite bad. It's, it's kind of bad. But one of the things that is exacerbating the issues is, uh, is the uh, forest fires. So we're getting all these forest fires and I'm starting, like, I'm getting like totally freaked out because I live about 40 feet from the forest. So, um, so I got this house, right? And right beside my house is a vacant lot where whoever owns that lot is going to build a house. But, uh, you know, so far no indication of any house building going on at all. So the vacant lot beside mine has this grass that's growing you know like four foot tall grass and it's just weeds and bushes and uh, raspberry bushes are there um, you know all this kind of stuff growing uh, right beside my house and then we have uh, you know there's a lake down below us like 300 meters away that's uh, three football fields away 
And between the lake and the, our house is a bunch of trees and bushes and stuff. And that's all really lovely. Until someone who's walking around the lake is smoking their joint, because that's all people smoke these days, and throws their butt into the bushes, and then there's a forest fire that's going to come roaring up the, <laughs> up the hill to my house. This is my fear. <laughs> these fears have been instilled in me from 20 plus years of working for the fire department. <laughs> so um, I'm hypersensitive to this risk of there could, you know, what happens if there's a fire. Plus, I have a, a woodshed. I have this 10 by 10 foot woodshed that's stacked to the to the rafters with wood in it. <laughs> and so I have this literal tinderbox uh, of wood <laughs> on my back lot, which is that's like 20 feet away from my house. Um, so I'm like, I'm all freaked out about this, right? So I have started, or I, I last week I was mowing. I took my old crappy mower that missed that I this mower I lovingly purchased for Mr. Anderson, uh, this old red Honda mower. Uh, that I got used, which he hates, I'm now using as my bushwhacking machine because he got a newer self-propelled mower, so the old red Honda is no good for nothing anymore. I was actually going to sell it on Craigslist, but uh, then I started using it as my bushwhacking mower, so I took this poor old mower. It needs a new blade, um, but it runs great. It always starts. It's very simple. Um, you know, simplicity is the mother of genius or something. Someone put a quote in. Someone send me a quote about how wonderful simplicity is. Oh, here we're in this... Uh, we're in this... Uh, we've got some construction happening here on this road. It's going to be a rough ride. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Into the... Uh, listen to that. Can you hear that? Rumble. That's all... Uh, where they're grinding up the road so that they can repave it. That's going to be lovely on the audio podcast. And I'm inside, I'm down in a two inch, it's two inches to get into the, the nicer lane. Oh, two inches of a, like a torn up pavement. Oh my God. It's going to be one of those days, pinkies. So anyway, I, I, so I've been mowing down the grass and the bushes, and I've been like trimming. What I really need is one of those weed cutter, you know, the spinning wheel of death on, on a long stem with a motor and engine on it that you strap over your shoulders, and uh, you can uh, like mow down everything. That's what I really need, but I don't have one of those things. What I do have is an old Honda lawnmower. <laughs> so... I've jacked this lawnmower up to the maximum height I could get it, and I've been pushing through the bushes, trying to bring down this uh, these long grasses and things to protect them so that if there is a fire, that I have a fire guard, um, you know, of like 20 or 30 feet from the long grasses up to my house, and then that that now that that's done, I've been um, watering. So I mowed all this shit down. Now I've been taking my sprinkler into the trees 
and I'm watering in the bushes behind my house and my neighbors probably think I'm a looney tune for watering the the forest. <laughs> so so that's what I've been doing. Oh my god. Anyway, but you don't you know it's so dry here and we have these trees. We got this weird pine needle tree where half of the tree is um, is all these dry red needles that are falling off and then there's a whole new set of growth of new needles on these trees I don't know what kind of tree this is some sort of a pine tree but uh, so it's a little it's just a little odd uh, this guy wants to go around me are you gonna do it you're not gonna do it you're not gonna go around me oh do it man do it Got these these guys in these big trucks. They're such assholes, <clears throat> uh, bearing down on you. Like I've just got, came to the passing lane where everybody merges, and I got this guy right on my tail. I'm slowing down so he can take the lane and go around me, and he doesn't want to go around me. So he just wants to tailgate me like a dickhead. Oh, people. I'm trying to conserve my energy in my dinky little electric car and these guys are like, come on, man, let's do 20 miles over the limit. So, uh, it's going to be one of those days, Pinky, one of those days. So anyway, I, I'm feeling a little better. I got my uh, fire guards in place and my, I got my trees all watered. So I'm hoping if there is a if there is a fire because there's fires all around us everywhere uh, that uh, I'm mitigating my risk. So I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Hope for no forest fires. Um, now, uh, the the beetles have died. The well, one of the one beetle has died. Poor old Ranger John and his his Volkswagen Beetle got into an accident and it's going to be totaled off. It'll be a write-off. So he's a uh, poor guy. He, he had an accident on a highway, uh, messed up the front end of his Beetle, and um, sounds like that they're going to write it off and cut him a check, and he has to go buy a new car. So congratulations, John. You get to pick a new car. And I know John has a Mazda MX-5, also known as the Miata, um, sort of incorrectly, I believe. I don't know that they call it the Miata anymore. It's the MX-5. And John would like to get rid of that car too because he doesn't like it anymore. It's a small car. He has to drive long distances. It's, uh, it's a, can be uncomfortable. John, I hear you. I understand completely. These small sports cars, although they're fun, they're not necessarily very practical and they're usually not that comfortable either. So I I get it. Uh, after driving my sports car for an hour, I'm like, oh, I gotta, gotta see my chiropractor, <laughs> Dr. Q. <laughs> um, so it's a, such a great car though John are you sure you want to get rid of this car it's so it would be so much fun um, you know I've never really driven a Miata properly 
um, other than like a four minute test drive so I really would have liked to have experienced that car some someday uh, because it is a great car people the Miatas they are such good cars they're nicely powered for the weight they handle magnificently they've got such a nice balance you know front to rear weight balance so I would really you know be a, that would be a great car and that may be a car that I might want to um, own myself one day so um, I'm gonna be sad to see that car go but you don't like it if you don't like it it's not giving you pleasure get rid of it get something that suits your your needs um, so my my condolences to John on the loss of the Beetle and congratulations on being able to transition into a different style of vehicle. I wish you all the best of luck. Sorry to see. I hope you weren't hurt too badly and won't have any lasting effects from the uh, from that accident. Um. So yeah, now. Uh, I've just been having a little Twitter conversation with Casey in Denver. Um, he's uh, he's gone to visit some relatives in somewhere in the Midwest, and these people are tractor pull competition competitors. And his niece appears to drive a, a tractor in tractor pulls. Um, and it's all very interesting to me. He's got a di giant diesel six-cylinder engine in this competition tractor with twin turbos, and uh, just I can just imagine the power. And Casey Endeavor gets to sleep in a a Freightliner motorhome <laughs> with a thirty-thousand-pound towing capacity. Oh my God! Just makes me wet. So that looks like a lot of fun. Thanks for sharing, Casey. I quite enjoyed uh, the interactions we had on, on Twitter. Casey in Denver is one half of the show, the, the one half of the uh, um, co-hosts of uh, the Enormous podcast, and I highly recommend listening to Enormous, especially if you're a gentleman in your later years because... Uh, they have great discussions about life, gay life in the 80s and 90s and 2000s. I really enjoy that show. Check it out. You can look for that show. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, if you go to the, the lyrics or the information on your podcast player, you'll see links to um, uh, all of the people that I talk about or their shows. Okay, well, I think that's about it for me for this, uh, this uh, episode. I'll keep you up, updated on uh, the, the uh, success and or failure of me getting this car to, um, to the service center uh, so I can pay an arm and a leg for new air conditioning. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, I do want a quick shout out to Toppy Smelly who was... Uh, who had an episode with Brenda Boo, a catch-up with Brenda Boo. And Toppy, I just loved 
the uh, the the end music that you played after uh, talking to Crazy Brenda. That was just a piece of of genius um, playing. Uh, uh, what was it, Alice? Um, who who's who is how? Not not who the fuck is Alice? Um, anyway, it was a great song choice at the end of. Uh, End of the show, the end of part one of Toppy Smelly's interview with Brenda Boo, where she was drugging her cat. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I am the Faye Driver. You can email me at podcast at pinkwheelnuts.com. If you have a car question, send it in. Um, and you can listen to me and a bunch of other wackadoos on the Butt First podcast at buttfirstpodcast.com where we talk about Big Brother 20 episode uh, year 23 series 23 oh my god that's that's my life all right bye <laughs>